You're listening to the Blokes and Banter podcast. Everything from men's mental health, music, and other silly banter. Grab a coffee, grab a beer, sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Roxley, thank you, my friend, for coming in today. I really appreciate it. Uh, over the last couple of months, we've had some amazing people and some amazing conversations. And um, my goal is just to keep doing what I'm doing and talk to as many people out there as possible about uh, mental health and music and all the things that I'm passionate about. But um, for the sake of our listeners, my friends, um, could you tell them your name and, and where you're from? Yeah, so my artist name is Roxley. Um, my real name is uh, is Ben Tennyson, and I'm uh, from Leighton in uh, New South Wales. So I'm a I'm a nice. country boy. Yeah. And um, yeah, I guess my story is that I've been a musician for quite a while, but I um, gave everything up and I joined the army for six years. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, and um, I knew pretty early on that it wasn't something that I wanted to do, um, but I had a return of service that I had to fulfill and so I spent six years in the army and um wow and now I'm back back to um music and and doing what I love and um yeah, yeah I feel just so on purpose and I feel so good about finally getting the chance to be doing that again that's so awesome that's so awesome look um as far as Roxley music like how did this all start my friend like how did this start so um I've been like a like a background guy for a long time I started out playing guitar and sort of being in bands and kind of always being the wingman being the the guitar player and i'd sort of okay. write a few lyrics i'd write a, a little bit of the music um but i'd never yeah. really saw myself as like the front dude that was out there doing the stuff like cool singing the songs writing the songs being yeah. the message behind everything as well i really struggled with that I, I didn't see myself as the big person that it would take to do that so okay yeah 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 it took me a long time to get there and i guess my journey to getting there was that i spent like I was saying, sort of six years in the army. So I moved pretty much every year that I was in and Fuck. I moved to a new city. And and I when I get to that new city, I'd try and like link up with some musicians, with some people from there. And I'd try and get something off the ground and and I just wanted to write. I just knew that I wanted to create music and, and I, it ne- I could never get it to work. And eventually I just worked out that I've got to make it work. I've got to be right. the one. Right, yeah. right. Okay. Six years in the fucking army yeah yeah and what and what happened while you're in the army did you fly out anywhere or what did you have any what were your what what sort of jobs did you have to do so i um i initially sold all my music gear because i was like this music thing's not working out for me anymore i need some camaraderie i need some people i've been through that phase yeah yeah (laughs) i need need some people that have got some love man yeah (laughs) Yeah, so I uh, I sold all my gear and I was like, if I don't want to be a musician, then what do I want to be? And it took me a long time um, and I decided that I wanted to be a military pilot if I didn't wow. want to be a musician. So I... That's such a cha- that's such a massive change. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's cool. It is really cool. Yeah, and I just I loved helicopters and I and Fair I enough. yeah, and so I was like, I'm going for this. Um, this is this is going to be my new thing. So I just sold everything and I just put everything that I had into um into 
getting in and and into training and after a few years uh, there was this like big chunk of me that was missing this whole part of my soul that was just like not there anymore and it right. took me a long time to work out that that was because i wasn't playing music anymore yeah that's interesting that you say that because i i was in sales for a number of years and you know i'm i'm telling every everyone that i was selling to that this is the best product since sliced bread and and you know shoving things down people's throats and feeling good initially because you know there's a bit of money coming through or whatever and then realizing over time that it just wasn't for, like I'm a, I'm a creative guy man like mm. i'm not a corporate guy like it's yeah just not who i am so yeah it's interesting you say that because you can you can go in one direction but you can all like you you feel like it's the right direction but over time you look back and you go fuck where's my soul like oh music I- music has been bringing people together since you know the early times man sitting around fires and shit and it's been around it's it's just a human thing yeah it's amazing and i i didn't fully like give it the credit that it deserves for a long time and right. i was like when i look back now i really um i joined the military because I, I thought that my parents would be able to say that that was a good thing that i did right um, but i didn't do it for me and i really see that now that i tied my ego up in this thing that i thought society and i thought people would value and it's a very valuable right. pursuit um but it just wasn't for me and i mm. tied my ego to it and i still remember one time we were at the uh, the hairdressers and um i was there with a friend that i was on flight school with and and um the hairdresser said oh we're shutting up soon and she said oh there's just a couple of flyboys left to do over there and i was like oh i'm a flyboy and i got all like this like <laughs> thing and i was like wow like that's what i wanted for so long but i i really had turned that into my ego and so when i got scrubbed off pilot's course my whole world just like completely shattered because i was like who am i anymore your your sense of self kind of i imagine yeah like you believe in something and then that happens and it's like you're back to square one you know yeah yeah and i'd given up on music at that point and then i just like turned all of that energy into uh, into sorry flying and into pilot's course and everything and then i got scrubbed and i was like what is even anything anymore and i went to this black hole of like why'd you get scrubbed because <laughs> your soul wasn't in it uh, maybe oh maybe maybe truly deep down i was really yeah. committed but um it just wasn't for me yeah and yeah yeah. I, yeah it was the second last flight and i just and i just crumbled <laughs> no. that's what i hate that, that's yeah. why i hate like when when teachers in school like what do you want to be when you grow up it's like i don't know i haven't done anything yet yeah you gotta try things and fail to figure out what you want to do like Mm. you're not gonna know at an early age like how are you supposed to know you need to go out there and suck at a lot of shit to find out what you really want to do oh 100 percent. yeah (laughs) yeah failing's like a massive part of moving forward i see now and i always like avoided it for so long i would sit in the background sit on the back seat like sort of observing people and be like i could never be the dude out the front like letting it all hang out right failing but now i now i do that i just put myself out there and i just see whatever happens and i don't judge myself okay i have way less self-judgment which just allows me to live life better i think yeah no that's yeah. so that's so good good to hear man that's that's such a good attitude to have man what um i want to delve into a little bit more about your music because i was having a listen to one of your tracks today actually showed my wife as well what um what are the songs about 
So I've I've got a song that I've just released actually on Saturday called um, Be Your Own King. And the song is really about my uh, journey to self-love and self-acceptance. Awesome. Yeah. That's I really saw that um, I tortured myself for a lot of times and that I would love everyone else except me. And that I okay. had all of these parts about myself that I thought were terrible and that I would try and hide from the world. And right. Yeah, it's a journey to love in all of the parts of yourself and, and love in yourself just as much as you love everyone else. That's that's so cool, man. I love it when... Cause, Music, it's like this, it's a way to express how you're feeling. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people out there could benefit from learning an instrument or like learning how to, like some people do it through art, some people through through comedy or I guess everyone has their thing that they they do, but man, with music, it's so much cooler. <laughs> yeah, it's something different, isn't yeah, it? I yeah, I love it. I love it. I've always, yeah, I, I play guitar as well, so I, I know 100%. But um, it's so cool that you're using like past experiences and, and mental health to kind of get out there, you know, through music. It's that's cool. It's a really cool thing, man. Yeah. Really cool thing. And um, are you recording from a home studio? What what gear are you using and stuff like that? What's the, what's the setup? What's going on there? So I um, actually recorded that song in a, in a couple of sessions. Um, one after I came back from uh, a men's retreat tra- called um, Sharpen the Spear. And that's when I really got like, that's when I had the song title and I had the idea for the song because... That is the most masculine name for a retreat I've ever heard. And it, I, I want tickets. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, get in Shout contact. Shout out to... Uh, Jason Blewett there and, you go. and the Primal Man. Like go check your stuff out if you're if you're a man and you're looking to That's get to sick. the next level. Um, I'll have to message him. <laughs> oh dude, 100%. Have him on the podcast, man. That'd he would sick. love to chat that to you. That would be yeah. awesome. Yeah. But yeah, my experience on Sharpen the Spear was like, that's when I got, I got how much I like beat myself up because we did this, uh, this breath work session and I ended up wow. crying and wow. like I saw my spirit animal and like... You went on uh, ayahuasca, way. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just literally like us laying next to a, a creek doing some breathing. Like it was like... Some it, Wim Hof shit. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I think it's yeah. sort of shamanic base okay. but like yeah that sort of stuff you know who i'm talking about right yeah. wim hoff oh yeah. yeah yeah he's the man i love the ice man he's a crazy man yeah he's a for anyone who doesn't know wim hoff just google it i'm not going to explain it just google it have a look. <laughs> then you'll you'll know what I'm t- we're talking about yeah i love that stuff and like i feel like i can't even explain like the experience that i had mm. from doing that but i got fully complete with like my dad like the, wow. my main masculine being my dad and I got fully complete with my main feminine being my mom and then I wow. saw myself like up on this ridge line Whoa. like as a stag and um so I love visuals man it's crazy and yeah. that's why in the second verse of the song it says um um you're on top of the ridge line how did you not know it was you the whole time and because okay. I, I didn't know like this you know, as part of this narrative that happened in this breath work this stag okay. he come out on the ridge line and Holy silhouetted shit. and i was like who's that dude like i want to be that dude i want to meet that dude. and this wasn't even through psychedelics this no is, no this is this just is, some good you old can get high on your own yeah. supply guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> just keep breathing <laughs> yeah yeah totally just keep breathing in <laughs> Yeah, and I felt like I was the observer of this. I felt like I was down in this valley looking up at this thing being like, oh my God, who is that? I just want to be that strong and that masculine that I 
worked wow. out eventually that that was me up there holding holding wow. the rein and where did that come from it was this whole narrative um i saw myself as the, like this tiny little um this tiny little i can't even what, what's the um the small version of a like a deer this small deer next okay. to the my wife would know the answer to this she's canadian <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah next to the creek line and i, I saw okay. myself as this like thing that was vulnerable that would like I was, yeah i was worried about myself being okay. being down there and like being eaten by a tiger or by like something i don't know something like predators were gonna that's interesting you say that because yeah. you were like the kind of guy that was going for the army and things like that like that's a masculine yeah. thing yeah yeah totally and i and i see like the reason i joined the army is because i had to prove to myself that i wasn't this okay. thing like i wasn't this like small vulnerable thing Interesting. i had to put myself through all of the hardest challenges in the world just that's to prove cool. yeah that's cool yeah I, i'm not one to watch tv but i think there was that sas australia mm. show on and they had shane Warne's son and the whole reason he went on the show is because everyone his whole life was like he just wanted to prove everyone that he wasn't just Shane's one. Like he want, yeah. He had something more to say, and I, I, he just kind. Of, I don't know why that reminded me of that. Actually, mm. it's just kind of like that. You got to, you got to prove to yourself and to others, kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Even physical training and stuff as well. Like I always was a really yeah, skinny. Yeah, you're looking good, dude. You got a low body fat percentage on you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. That's thanks, man. That's a good man. diet. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been a whole journey in that as well. You don't drink. No, I I gave up um, when drinking. When did you stop drinking? I was in Melbourne and I um got a, got really into this uh, into the training stuff, and I um actually lost a lot of friends when I was drinking, which is an interesting thing. <laughs> yeah. No comment. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. in in Australia, I really see. Road, yeah, um yeah, I got really into the training thing and I hadn't really done that before and so I had a lot of friends that enjoyed partying and drinking and being out there and I started to look after myself and start to train and go to the gym and I was like, No, I want to take it to the next level and I'm gonna stop this drinking thing and yeah. I still remember one time being in a pub and one of my friends bought a jug and he came back with four cups and he's like he went to pour me his drink and I said, Oh, I don't drink anymore, man. That's powerful dude yeah but he said he said yeah you will he's like tonight you'll be drinking we're all drinking you're drinking and he gave me a cup and he started feeling it and i really get in our society in our australian society drinking is associated with being masculine and being a man and, and being strong also to mask anxieties as well like oh. i i had a problem for years i've cut down a lot now thank god thanks to my wife but um yeah i've had i i won't go into too much detail but um more like a little bit of a mask mm. a little bit of a, like a, just you know make me feel a little bit better than i was feeling kind of thing and totally over time it becomes a habit mm. and then all of a sudden 10 years goes by and you're like oh okay i'm doing this thing that i've been doing and now i gotta stop and it's fucking hard because i've been doing the same thing for 10 years so yeah it's 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 hard anyway yeah mm. continue my friend I oh man i totally <laughs> i totally identify with that and like yeah. through my early life as well i i used to feel so shy in my normal self so like if there was a party on or something i'd 100 percent pre-drink every time because i thought <laughs> if it's i cheaper <laughs> yeah it's well i i just thought in myself like it's if a lot I'm, cheaper kids <laughs> 
but yeah mine mine was coming from um like not enough or something like that i was like i've got to be drunk to turn up to this party because um because i'm not funny enough or because i'm not outgoing enough or i'm not how do you go with performing so uh that yeah i i'm that take a while that took a while as well yeah Yeah, i struggle with that man Mm. i used to play in bands growing up but um to be honest with you i don't think i ever played a show sober yeah i think i've maybe it was one beer but like there was alcohol in my system for every show that i ever did Mm. whether it was one beer or ten beers yeah ethanol was involved yeah 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 totally yeah and it's that's scary Mm. i think that's scary as well yeah what's that I think that's a scary thing as well. Like yeah. we um, we stop ourselves from doing these things that we love. Like, uh, like yeah, like we can't do them unless we have this substance. And yeah. I really went through that as well when I was dealing with giving, trying to give up alcohol and still perform live and stuff. You like, training, yeah. At that point, I was yeah. You still yeah. training now? Or? Yeah, yeah. That's good. Mm. What are you doing? Cardio or more like weights? Or what do you, you? What's your preference for training? Well, I've, um, so I've been through, I feel like, like we were saying before with the music, I feel like I've been through every phase of music and I also feel like with training, I've been through like so many different styles of training. And I mean, when I initially got into it, I was a bro split dude. I was watching Arnie videos. I was like, I'm going to get the biggest. He's an inspiration. Yeah. He's an unbelievable dude. Um, but yeah, I was just like, I'm going to be the biggest dude ever because that's like, girls are going to respect me. And that they're going to want me and guys are going to respect me. And so I got to like 115 kilos and that's it, a lot. That's what, what I weigh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. And that's not all muscle kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is actually fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I went overboard a little bit and I got sucked into the bigger is better. And the, um, it was, it, it came from not enough again. I thought I was a skinny kid and, like I was like, if I'm gonna be a strong man, then I've got to look a certain way, and and it's so not true. It's like so you. It's almost like you look through the eyes of others. Hey, mm. I think a lot of people do that. We all like, we think that if we look a certain way, others are gonna appreciate us more. And yeah, things like that. It's really weird. But really, what you find is if you're your true self, you actually, you might not have as many friends, but the people that are around you are way closer oh man and it's way more it's way better like yeah it's so much better like even being married man like having a my wife she's amazing like it's so sick it's so fucking cool having someone there that i can tell anything to and they're supportive and yeah sure man i could be single and like sleep sleep around and all that but it's way deeper than that man Oh, and I it's totally the same understand. with having good good people around mm. as well. Like, if you've got a good support network, it's um, it's kind of cool too. It's way cooler than having like all these fake friends and all these fake Instagram photos, and you know what I'm saying? Like, it's totally, man. I yeah. I love that, and I really feel that as well. Like, I honestly wouldn't be doing, I wouldn't be the person I am, and doing the things I'm doing now if I didn't have my girlfriend. Because like it's unbelievable to have someone that's just like totally in your court like the whole time like there's no question about whether someone's backing you up they just always are backing you up and i just always wanted that that's always something that i wanted for myself for my life and and now i have that and it's everything that i thought it was going to be like that's so sick dude that's so sick i wanted to move on i wanted to have a chat about because obviously um so i 
a little bit about me. I lost my uh, best friend to suicide back in 2018. I was the last person with him and he, um, yeah, we came back from a holiday in Bellingen up in New, so- Queen, uh, New South Wales Yeah, when I was in Sydney and we drove back, um, you know, three days after holidaying there and we were unpacking my car with the fishing rods and we we're all laughing and having a good time and then... I went to bed that night and in the morning I called him because we used to play tennis in the mm. morning and his phone was off and I, you know, I just thought he was sleeping in and yeah, I got I got a phone call from his parents saying he jumped off a cliff in Narrabeen and I was just, what? Yeah. Like, what? Like, it didn't even hit me. For mm. Like, at first it was just like, what? Like, Too crazy to be true. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, it just yeah it, it it took a massive fucking part of me and um that's kind of why i went on this mission to talk to other men about mental health and just to reach out to other people and you know have these conversations because no one's yeah. talking about it down at the pub yeah yeah you know, it's all small talk down there no one wants to have a serious conversation so yeah. but yeah i'm interested to know like because i know a lot of people that have committed suicide since i finished school in 2007 and I know at least 12 people that have committed suicide since then. Wow. Not all of them close friends. Mm. Some of them close, some of them not. And just it, that's why I started this whole thing. I'm like, it's, it's this big question. It's like, why? Like, how are people getting to the point where they're suffering so much and they seem so happy on the surface, but deep down they're not feeling so good and... They're at the point where you know, Ryan was afraid of heights. He jumped off a cliff and he was afraid of heights. So he must have been in a lot of pain Yeah. to get to the point to one, face his fear of heights and two, end the pain that he was in. Yeah. And it got, me, it got me thinking a lot, but we won't go too much into that. But the point I'm trying to make is, do you, being from Brisbane, Queensland area, because I've come from Sydney, do many people you know friends family suffer from any mental health challenges do you know many people that do i guess as part of the military i sort of came across a lot of people that were dealing with a lot of a lot of stuff the um that's interesting you say that because i had the barefoot dutchman on here yeah um he was ex-military in in holland and he was saying the exactly the same thing about Mm. the military but continue yeah, I think it's a really high pressure environment and I think a lot of people, there's a lot of bravado that goes on and a lot of like, I'm, I'm all right and if I tell people that I'm not all right, then that's some sort like of weakness. weakness. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's a, it's really vulnerable. A lot of tradies yeah. I find are like that too. Oh, it's like, totally. Get the job done, mate. Yeah, yeah, at all costs. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of costs sometimes. Well, lives. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of my jobs um, was to, when I was in, was to look after um, a platoon of people that had been injured during during training. Oh. And um, and that sort of really opened my eyes to um, to what people are really dealing with, like under the surface. Because um, you take someone out of training and you tell them that they're going to be six months bef- before they graduate. And it brings a lot of stuff up in, in people. Um, you take them off the track that they're supposed to be on and put them on a different track that's six months behind, even nine months, 12 months. And um, yeah, it starts to bring a lot of things up. 
um, in them. And, and so that was... i got a question for you. Yeah. Do you think the military is good for mental... Like, do you think it's bad for mental health? Like, if there's anyone out there that's suffering and they have higher levels of anxiety or they're dealing with some stuff... Because a lot of people, a lot of the older generation will say it's good because, you know, you polish your shoes every morning, you make your bed, mm. everything's very orderly, you know. But is that a good thing? Do you think? Maybe? As in whether someone should kind of For like your mind? join? Um, I, th- I think there's a lot of benefits to um, like straight up discipline and straight up like just being able to do sure, things. Sure, sure. But I, yeah, a lot of times I think that has a real um, a real cost sometimes because right. people are like, I've got to be there at 12 o'clock and I've got to be wearing this uniform and I just have to be there at all costs. But a lot of the time mm, to get to that, you have to put a lot of your feelings to the side, a lot of your being to the side. And um, yeah, a lot of people just get completely burnt out. It's just like so much work and That's and it becomes your life and um your life gets really tired and really drained and really strained and a lot of your friends well, what's and around the next corner you're in fight or flight all the time yeah oh, if you're in afghanistan i've got a guy on saturday night coming on the podcast he's um in brisbane and he's ex-military and did a couple of tours to afghanistan he's coming here on thursday on saturday but I'm interested to talk to him too because, I mean, the, the amount of stress, man. Like, if you're, yeah. like, we, you know, we all, do you know where road rage comes from? If you're driving a car, the reason that they call it road rage is because people are in a heightened state of stress. No one's yelling when you're walking around in the shopping center. But when you're <laughs> yeah. in a car, yeah. you're going at a high speed. There's things going on around you. It's fucking scary, right? Yeah. Come on subconsciously you're in a high state of fight or fight or flight yeah can you imagine being in a fucking war zone yeah when there's an ied improvised explosive device if anyone doesn't know what that means Mm. around the next fucking corner yeah your levels of stress are way higher it's like road rage times 10 like yeah you're in such a high stress state you come back and everyone's having family dinners and and it's Christmas and it's the kid's birthday and mm. mate, you're in a different world after that. You've just been in this high stress environment and then you've come back to normal life and it's just like what now? Yeah, I really I really don't think there's a lot of release there. There's like so high stress and like to use the can the car analogy, like after you get out of the car after a situation or whatever, you sort of get to stand there and you get to chill out and you go home and you have dinner or whatever and you relax for a while but if right. you are in a war zone or if you are in a situation like that <laughs> where that's your that. job <laughs> yeah you don't get to relax you don't get to like you only sort of feel kind of safe um that's yeah. interesting that's interesting my friend have you i don't like to get too personal on the podcast but it just gives me more of an insight of what's really going on because in sydney there's been 40 plus suicides since COVID. I have my friend Ricky Kavanagh. Shout out to Ricky on the first episode of the podcast. He yeah. works as a mental health nurse on the northern beaches of Sydney. Mm. Um, so he, he talks to a, a lot of people every day about mental health and he saves a lot of lives and things like that. Do you have any family or friends that have committed suicide? I had uh, a friend a friend's brother in high school that did um 
yeah he was i guess it was linked to music as well because they were in a band together oh wow. and, um, okay. yeah he he ended up taking his life and I, I guess i didn't really know how to deal with it um then i it's mean it's a weird thing to deal with man yeah it's a weird thing to deal with it's 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 not like it's interesting i'm not i'm not trying to compare like you know someone that dies in a car accident to, to suicide or anything like that but it's like it's hard it's like it's sort of you get like this with my friend ryan i had like this release and this like relief feeling as well because i knew how much pain he'd been in over the years yeah i couldn't understand why he would jump off a cliff like that's what who would like that's crazy but it'd be different if he died in a car accident like it'd be like he didn't want to end his life he was living this fantastic life and it just ended all of a sudden and oh my god that's that's horrific but because he chose to walk up there himself and the way he did it like he folded his clothes up and he messaged everyone and reset his phone it was very orderly like he yeah and it for so long yeah and i weirdly and i know this is going to sound weird for some people but i weirdly felt like happy for him like i know that sounds fucked up but i kind of felt like like he wanted that yeah he wanted he just generally you know some people just don't want to live anymore and i know it's a weird thing to talk about but yeah, it kind of played on my mind for a bit because I was upset, obviously, because he was my best mate. But at the same time, I was like relieved for him as well. Mm. And I had this weird mix of that. Yeah. But um, it's sort of like an end to suffering, like an end to his suffering. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly right. So, and like at least it was at a close for him, I guess. Yeah, yeah. and it, it got me thinking about just anything in general that we think about and how we process things. It's like... It's how we take it. Yeah. Like, what do you want to... Do you want to... In audio, we learn about transducers and a transducer converts one energy to another. It's like something bad that happens, you can be a transducer. You can convert that bad thing or that bad situation and you can convert it. Mm. Whack a converter in, man, and turn it into something positive. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a... It's a cool way to think about it because... I think that if a lot of people started thinking that way, we could probably reduce suicide rates and things. Totally, yeah. A lot of people just lack meaning, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, re- I really feel that transducer analogy because I... Cool. Like, yeah, if there was just another outlet for that energy because there's a lot of energy going into that. Like, he's spending a lot of... Your friend spent a lot of time thinking about that. There's yeah. so much force oh, and energy. Oh, yeah, yeah going into that that if he could just move that energy through him into a different channel like he was also looking for and he was also and this is what a lot of people do he was looking for the magic pill yeah he was looking for something outside of himself to fix yeah yeah and and that's the and i think it comes back to the same it's like if you're a sales executive and you buy the lamborghini or you're the you know you buy the the really expensive house and you've got the hot asian wife or whatever like <laughs> no but what I, the mm. point i'm trying to make is that all those material things are just these little dopamine hits along the way mm. but what happens is is you go into a deficit so you yeah. like you buy the nice car and then you sink a little bit 
lower than where you were before but then you need another high again so yeah you got to find the next thing and then you're always finding the next thing yeah but like if you just generally internally find some wisdom within yourself and you're not always looking for a pill or something outside of mm. yourself i don't I, I just feel like you can manage those things a lot better yeah. oh totally and like that's why i'm so appreciative of the men's circles and the yeah. men's work that i've been doing is because like you find out that you have so much internal wisdom and that all the answers are inside of you you actually don't need to go any to any external thing or location be your own king right yeah yes yeah yes dude everyone has to check that shit out man i'll do shout outs at the end but this guy he's got this shit down man yeah and and that's the message man is that like we're all our own sovereigns we're all our, our own kings and if we just take a little bit of time to like actually get connected with that like i just think the world would be a better place and there would be less suicide and there'd be less men like in trauma like feeling like the world's on top of them well there's a lot of type a personalities in politics too it's like i looked at donald trump and everyone's talking about all these policies and he's done this and he's done that and i go i don't need to hear about that i just go if you can't look after yourself how the fuck are you going to look after a country? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Think of, if you can't, like, it's Grant Cardone. He's a real estate agent who I used to follow. Well, I still follow some of his stuff. But um, he says, if you can't clean your car, how the fuck are you going to look after the rest of your life? Yeah. That's a small space, man. That's a small space. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like we get taught that in military training as well. Like you start with making your bed every morning. Shout out to Jordan Peterson. Make your bed (laughs) in the morning. Yeah, and it seems ridiculous and it seems simple, but like if you can have a high standard on doing that, then like um, you can have like the rest of your days is sorted. You got one thing sorted. And like I I don't necessarily do that 100% now, but what my girlfriend and I have been doing is going to the beach for a coffee every morning. And it's really hard it. to like not be humble and not be um, like blown away by the surroundings, by like how much abundance you have in your life when you're sitting on the beach, like drinking it's a coffee beautiful. for the first thing that you do today. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Starting the day. I actually wrote a blog on the blog basket website called start your day. Mm. I called it start your engine because yeah. I mean, it's how we, you know, it's how we start in the morning. Like, you got to start your day the right way. You throw a stone; it's like a ripple effect in the in the lake. You know, you throw a stone in the lake, and the ripple ripples come out. Like, yeah, that's the start of your morning, and all those ripples coming out. That's the rest. Of your, it manifests the rest of your day. It's starting the day is such an important thing. Like, I I try and do the cold therapy. <laughs> Shout out to Wim Hof, right? It's that shit is hard. Have you tried that? Yeah, yeah, I, I do have a cold cold do you do training. It? Yeah, every yeah. day. Yeah. Fuck off, really? <laughs> yeah, I, I jump. You do in, that shit every day. Jump in the ocean, or I have a oh. cold shower, or something like that, or yeah, I've got used to it now. Wow. Like I actually enjoy it now. Can you work your way up to like three minutes? Or yeah, yeah, I've I've done oh. that before, but um, wow. yeah, I've been in an ice bath before with my uh, one of my friends in New Farm. And um, yeah, that was that was bad. 
like that was yeah i was like had my eyes closed and gritted my that's teeth that's a mental like, challenge right there right yeah yeah but that's the goal is to be able to sit there and it's like and oh no i had that. a bad day at work it's like try hopping in an ice bath <laughs> yeah yeah wow how long were you in there for uh, we did like a protocol. It was like a sauna thing. So we spent um, six minutes in the sauna and then like three minutes in the ice bath. And then we went back in the sauna again. And like, it was a full thing. And like, I was just like hanging on for dear life. He was like, he <laughs> had it all planned out and done wow. it a couple of times. So he was like pretty, pretty good. And I'm just like, I'm just going to follow you, man. I'm just going to hang in there as long as I can. So I was really struggling. Um, it was hard. And, um, but I really... Wow after it a like i felt amazing that now yeah and like infrared saunas and stuff like that yeah yeah there's a lot of like it's weird because like now we can you know you don't need to go to the library and order like five books and spend like a month reading them mm. now you can just kind of type it in google and know instantly what's good for you i yeah. feel like I, i'm hoping self-help is the new trend i'm hoping too because I, yeah. I feel like a lot more people are jumping onto it like We've all got our little flaws, but um, I'm hoping we can all like get better as humans because if we look after ourselves, then everything around us just gets better. Yeah. Yeah. Tell I a politician that. <laughs> it's a different story. But. Yeah. I really <laughs> see that now. I, I used to like look at it like I had to get my cup of water and like tip it around all to other people because like that was the thing to do, like to wow. be... Um, yeah, to look after every everyone else. But now I see that like you come back, you have your once your cup's full, then you tip around to everyone else and you're not doing anyone any favors by like giving more than you have to give. Mm. Yeah. Giving's yeah, it's something I've recently been getting into. Like if, even with the beard oil, like I obviously am running a business and obviously want to make a profit, but I also want to get this cause out because i know it's important and i know men need to take more care of themselves yeah like way more care of themselves mm. um but yeah giving's awesome if you guys are feeling down just give something to someone and you'll feel better yeah <laughs> i just wanted to share a quick experience when you're saying talking about masculinity before i had this experience with um a boss when i was in the army and he brought me in for a counseling session and mm -hmm. it was very much uh, like we've got like in the army like a, a record of conversation which is very much a one-way conversation so he would say like on this day blah 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 were you a army officer at this time and then all you got to say was yes and so he basically went through this whole thing and all i really got to say was yes a bunch of times it's like that jim carrey movie yes man yeah but like <laughs> i didn't really want to say yes a lot of the times but that yeah, was but only you had to i had to i don't think i'd do well in the army bro <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and so like i yes. felt <laughs> um i felt so so unheard and i felt so frustrated and so annoyed because all of my opinions and all of my thoughts and my feelings it wasn't you're a conversation creative. yeah 100 oh, percent, man creative that joined the army yeah yeah you were a creative that joined the army. Yeah, so I struggled. Um, and but so that's I, still a good effort. Yeah. That's still yeah. a good test. Mm. Creative people don't like being told what to do. No, they certainly don't. I've never <laughs> been enjoyed being told what to do. Yeah. That's interesting, bro. That's really interesting. I, I just, love it. I just wanted to share that like after that, I came back to my office and I was so angry. And I was like, 
I sat down and I was like, I just want to put my fist through that TV screen and I want to break my desk. And then he I was to... saying things to sort of get under your skin. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. And right. I had all this rage and like, I wanted to break everything in my office and I scared myself. I was like, who am I? Like, oh my God. Like I thought of myself as a peaceful man, but here I was wanting to break everything and I made myself wrong for that and scared mm. myself. But I really see that like... Six years is a long time in the army too. Yeah. How often do you have to go to training and stuff like that? How did that all work? Like um, officer training? Yeah, or like well, obviously you go to... Was it Kapuka or no, you went somewhere in Queensland, I imagine. Oh, I went to the, the Royal Military College to train as an officer initially, but um, I did go back to Kapuka later yeah. on as, as a platoon well, commander. My dad went there, I think. What, what was that yeah. like? Yeah, oh, that was awesome. That was probably the most challenging thing that I did. Is, um, it, is it... Did they yell at you? Well, I was technically supposed to be the one yelling at the recruits because I was their platoon commander. So, But we had a relationship with one of the sergeants there where I was like sort of the nice... I was the nice guy and but he was the one... Know, everyone knows why they're there. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. on that page, right? Yeah. But it's still hard. Some days, like, you get thoughts go through your head and you're like, mm. I could be chilling out watching Netflix with my girlfriend and... Here I am digging this hole. And I'm with a whole bunch of dudes and waking up at 4 a.m. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't sound very exciting, but... Yeah. That's the mental challenge, right? Yeah. It's just showing up every day. It's challenging sometimes. Mm. man it's it, it seems like you're on the right path right now it feels the right With path you, I, yeah. I listened to you a little because you emailed me your release package and yeah it seems like you're kind of like figuring things out and getting things together and doing what you, you really want to do would that be correct yeah 100 percent. Yeah, yeah that's sick what are you doing for work are you working or i'm teaching some guitar on the on the really? side yeah are you yeah. a shredder <laughs> I bet you're a fucking shredder, dude. There's a Yamaha over there. <laughs> I have been in my day, yeah. When we were talking about the metal before, wow. I was the, I was the shredder, dude. Yeah, for a while. My wife's favorite band's Avenged Sevenfold. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I'm more of a like, yeah, Pantera, fucking Slipknot. Like, I got into a lot of metalcore as well, like as I lay dying, shit like mm. that. But I've, I've done the whole metal thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like I've done that as well. And, and now I'm into some different stuff. Um, but yeah, it's always awesome to have that background, I think. Yeah. I had a friend that was into sort of the hardcore metal and now he's playing in a band called Lime Cordial. They're, um, I don't know. Get out. They're so cool. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah, a big my fan. Friend Ollie, I played on stage with Ollie years ago. Too. No way, really. Yeah. I went to the same high school as Ollie. That's cool as. Yeah, we played a boxcar racer song at the Pitwater Musicale back in fucking <laughs> 2005, man. It's a long time ago, yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ollie's he's, he's doing well. He's doing... He, he was committed. He mm. was always very committed. And uh, recently, I think, yeah, he was talking to Dre and... Uh, post malone's manager and things like that yeah. and he's doing really well yeah so he, like it's not him and to his brother in the band so. overtake your podcast but like why do you think that he made it compared to like other other guys that you went to and played music with in high Commitment. school yeah and he played other instruments like he like he was playing clarinet in pitwater high yeah he was playing the clarinet and he was in my music class. Shout out to Mr. Cosentino, my old music teacher. 
and that's awesome we would shout out was, to Mr. Siv as well it was interesting because there was a music room but all the girls in the music class would play brass instruments yeah and if you've ever been near a fucking trumpet or a trombone mm. it's a beautiful instrument but fuck it overpowers everything mate yeah yeah so we used to go <laughs> into like the hallway outside the music room because they're yeah. all doing fucking you know trumpets and shit yeah and we're rockers man we're rock out so we used to sit like on these desks, not on the chairs. Yeah. It was way less, more more rock and roller to sit on the desk, and we'd sit on the desk and play these fucking punk songs like Blink One Eight Two, Yellow Card, Sum Forty One, Blink One Eight Two, all that kind of shit. And we used to he he played in a band called Running with Scissors in high school actually. Yeah. And then you know everyone leaves high school and moves forward and builds careers and gets married and all that kind of shit i'm 32 now and this was a long time ago but he just kept kind of doing him and his brother i think his dad had a lot of connections in the music industry i'm not quite sure but he just kind of kept going down that path and and they just kind of made it and now they're doing really well so change mm. different style different genre mm. but yeah ollie from lime cordial mate he'll love he'll throw a blink track on any day like you wouldn't expect it <laughs> yeah because it's a different genre but that dude loves blink <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i love that like we yeah. think people are pigeonholed like you listen to lime cardiel and you're like that guy wouldn't listen nah, to blink when i do he's but versatile yeah. yeah i think he played it, the yeah. clarinet man <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so good yeah <laughs> mr cosentino yeah i remember my, my music teacher it's weird how things change, man. I, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 32 and you look back at high school and it, it feels like a couple of years ago and then like you see your mate and he's like on TV and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Glad you made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember a similar sort of experience. We used to jam out the front of the library and like people would walk past us and we'd be playing ACDC or like something like that and they'd right. stop in and i felt like it was the first time that i'd really been seen like in in high school it's that's like, cool it's a cool feeling it's a cool feeling isn't it like i, was I think like, everyone strives for that right yeah you want to be noticed you want to be yeah everyone wants to be involved they want a tribe a hundred percent and like if you're the sports guy like you're on the field and you score a try or whatever then you're the sports guy you're like you're smart yeah. and you do really well at grades and then you get the, like the iq like award or whatever but like i never felt like i had any of those so i was like imagine if you could be your own king and make yourself feel like that yeah imagine if you could oh snap <laughs> and i know that i could have back then um <laughs> but i just didn't know then i was looking for all the external shit that we were talking about before i didn't know that was all in me to like make myself feel like that so i feel yeah. really grateful to know that now yeah man that's interesting it's um wisdom will get you a lot further than knowledge yeah yeah you kind of pick up things along the way like it sounds kind of weird and fucked up but like the more bad things that happen to you the wiser you get mm. like a wise man made many mistakes yeah you kind of got you can't if you're just born perfect and you haven't gone through anything it's like you come out fake but like if you've gone through some shit, it kind of shapes you into like, I don't know. It's like a diamond, right? You gotta yeah. 
beat that shit down a oh little man bit. I, I totally like identify with that and that's why like i feel so lucky to be in this position that i am now and that i feel like all of my past struggles and all of my past hardships have led up to this point and yeah. i'm just like so thankful you're that- in the limelight now dude <laughs> yeah yeah now i'm in the limelight because my rhyme's tight what is it fucking notorious big oh yeah yeah not fully familiar that's your but. ufc song if you were to walk out and fight okay UFC. yeah cool <laughs> <laughs> now i'm in the limelight because i rhyme tight <laughs> anyway sorry kids it's blokes in banter just so you know <laughs> we're allowed to banter dude do you think i've got a question for you yeah do you think the government could potentially be doing more to help spread the awareness and end the stigma around men's mental health? I feel like there can be always be room for that. Like in you see the quit smoking ads, but where's the mental health ads, right? Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. It's like, what are they doing? Mm. I'm not sure. Yeah. What's your opinion on that? Yeah, I think like especially in the military as well that like they really try like they do put in things to like like a, have a crack at it attempt to like really? look after it um but like it's it's not enough and and people slip through the cracks and like people need more support than what they're providing and people need space as well and people need to feel safe to bring it up and not be made to feel like they're lesser or that there's something yeah, you wrong don't with want them it, yeah because yeah. it's like a brand like in in the like that was my experience that in the military it was a brand as soon as you brought it up and put your hand up and said i'm struggling it was like you never got to undo that again and like that's why people would hold on for so long and not put their hands up because they were so worried about their careers their career like prospects and stuff like that and so they would hold on for so long without telling people what they were dealing with and it's really sad shit yeah yeah that's fucked up yeah, because it's like, it's these masculine, they cling to these masculine things. And it's like, it's not the ma- it's not serving the modern man. It's not, is it? No. It's not serving the modern man. You need to be full scale as a modern man. And that's kind of where I was getting with that story before about being angry. Like, you need to be okay being angry as a modern man. And we don't really have an outlet for it as modern men that's why we're doing beard oil like mm. self-care products because self-care is like and i hate to use the word but it was it used to be seen as gay or you're a faggot right if you use if you're using like uh, a facial moisturizer or beard oil and you know things but it's like hang on a minute if i get up in the morning and i have a cold shower and then i apply some beard oil and some beard balm and some facial moisturizer i'm gonna walk out that door feeling a little fucking bit better than i was before yeah even if it's like one percent doesn't matter one percent times a whole year it's a lot of percents yeah (laughs) but it's um it's interesting because self-care like in my parents generation it wasn't cool to like no. look after yourself. It really wasn't a thing, was like, it? Like, but if you look at bikies back in the day, they all had beer bellies and bottles of Jack Daniels. Now they're all fucking ripped. Like, <laughs> yeah, times have changed, you know. Yeah. But, um, Self care. I hope, and my goal with Bloke Basket, 
and blokes in Banner is to open up and try and end the conversation and the stigma attached to men's mental health. I still can't figure out why the color pink is a feminine color because the color pink I looked up today actually means harmony and like unity yeah. and self-care. Mm. And that's the one thing guys aren't doing and it's one color they hate. So yeah. that's an interesting thing to think about too because why is it... I mean, you, you don't see a girl walking down the street and going, oh my God, she's wearing black. But when you see a guy walking down the shirt with a down the street with a pink shirt, it's like, oh my god, like that's a little bit gay. I mean, no one says it out loud now, but everyone's thinking it. Mm. Why? Why is it's a color? Why is the color pink seen as a feminist, a feminine color? I, it, it's a, the point of the the point in what, what I'm trying to point out here is that the, we've, there's all these stigmas. Mm. And one of them is mental health. Yeah. You know, why, in my opinion, the more shit you've been through, the fucking stronger you are as a man. Yeah. You've been yeah. through some shit. Mm. You've seen the belly of the beast, as Jordan would say. And yeah. You've come back. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, if everything's all good and you've got all the girls around you and shit, it's like, dude, you need to learn some lessons. Like, yeah, man. Like, there's it's no. It's all backwards, man. There's no substance Why is to pink, that. pink, the color pink? Why is it a feminine color? Who the fuck made that? Was there a boardroom of people that went, mm. the color pink should be a girl color? No, man. Yeah. It's a color. I think it's, it's just a, a, color. a conversation that started and has been continued and that no one's put a stop to. Like, yeah, in in like, like the world, like... Yeah. Yeah, you don't look at it like a tree doesn't really care about colors or anything. It's just right. like, yeah. Yeah, it's just you, the meaning you get what that I'm we saying. Add. It's, yeah. it's not the color pink. It's more, um, it's bigger than that. It's all those stigmas. Yeah. We have all these stigmas. Mm. You know, men, the, you say the word mental health. Most people, it, it brings a negative connotation to yeah. you. Yeah, totally. Why? Mm. Mental health. Dude, I'm looking after my mental health. Hundred well, percent. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some days are better than others, but it's not. Um, there's this doctor-patient. There's this superior, not so superior sort of thing happening, and I think yeah. it, I don't think it's serving people. No, yeah. I think that if everyone was like, "Yeah, dude, nice to meet you," at the pub. My name's Andrew. I've been through a whole bunch of shit. Want to hear about it? Fuck yeah. Cheers. Let's be friends. Let's talk about our problems. Not because isn't that why pubs are invented for men to go and talk? But yeah, it's just I just it's so backwards. Yeah, it's really so backwards, man. I really feel like in modern society, like we've lost that tribe aspect of like the men going off and spending time just with the men and like hearing stories about not just your father, but like maybe your uncle or maybe like the village elder or like. Like right. stories from those other men that are in in your society and in your group, and then you learn from that. Even if you're a small kid, even if you're a like child, you still hear about the things that men are dealing with, like at that age. But I know that I never heard about that stuff until I was dealing with it. Right. And that's something that I've thought about a lot. Is that what if, like, as young children, we weren't shielded as much, and what if we heard about 
the issues that were going that's on. That's another like, topic, isn't it? Yeah. Shooting your children. Yeah. Yeah. You. I mean, you got to let them fall over and let them let them learn. Like, if you hop onto that wall that's a little bit high, you're gonna fall and hurt yourself. I'm gonna tell you to get away from it, mm. but if you fall, you're gonna learn a lesson. Yeah. And it's gonna stay with you, and you're never gonna do that again yeah yeah totally it's interesting dude this has been such an awesome chat we're we're running out of time but um for all of our listeners what are your social contact because i really want my listeners to check out your music yeah because it's got this mental health aspect behind it it sounds awesome as well and um for all my friends in sydney for all my friends in brisbane you got to check it out. What are the socials? Yeah, so just on Instagram, it's just roxley.music. And if you type in Facebook, you'll get it come up just under Roxley. Um, but yeah, we're on Spotify and on Apple Music and all of the streaming platforms. And um, even on YouTube as well, we've uh, done a, a music video um, shot in a creek line. Um, I saw <laughs> yeah. it, dude. Yeah. It's magic, dude. Yeah, it was Who a shot fl- that. Uh, so Orson Lord shot that shot it on a GoPro actually shout out yeah yeah awesome dude like yeah he fell over so many times shooting that but <laughs> yeah Some t- a good a good videographer a good photographer will go to those lengths to get the right footage they will it's amazing he that, was like, that's how you know he's good yeah if he's willing to fall right yeah and he said he's like if i fall over he's like you keep going and he did he tripped over this rock and was like on his ass and i was worried for his safety but he's like keep going man keep going and i wanted to save the shot and i was like i just want to help you dude but i kept going and we kept the take going it looks good he did (laughs) well with it he did really well with the clip dude yeah i showed my wife as well she's She's been getting into photography and she was impressed. It looks really nice. That's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. Dude, you are a fucking legend, dude. I'm so glad. I really appreciate you driving up here from the Gold Coast. Um, for all of our listeners, check out the music. If you want to say it one more time for, for social so they remember. Yeah, so it's Roxley, um, Be Your Own King, and you'll find me everywhere. Awesome. Guys, we have on Saturday day, we've got a musician in the local area coming on. He's a country musician. And Saturday night, an ex-military veteran who has been to Afghanistan a number of times. Um, Crazy fucking stories from what he told me on Messenger. Can't wait to chat with him. Thank you guys for listening. Please subscribe. Do the likes, do all the stuff because the more of these conversations we get out, maybe we can all help each other. Peace out. Love you guys. Yee!